No need for an intro. Mario Andretti, part two. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. You've been married to the same woman for how 50, many years? Be 56 years. 56 years. In uh, November. So she's a saint. She's a saint. Right. Yes, by yeah. all means. <laughs> she's a... Uh, She's been the strength for me when I probably most needed it, the support, no question about it, you know, uh, very unselfish, you know, um, in her own quiet way, you know, she just, uh, she just knew that uh, that's, you know, for me it was a selfish situation, you know, but um, she never complained. I mean, if she did, it was just like, you know, it was not a nagging situation mm -hmm. by any means. Um, and uh, she let me do my thing and uh, supporting, supportive, just by even being just uh, the rock, even Steven. I, I got to tell you a story. When uh, uh, she was uh, pregnant with uh, our first one, Michael, <laughs> and uh, I had her working because uh, I made the worst deal business deal in my life just to get a uh, to get her father and 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 his partner to buy a three-quarter midget so I could race <laughs> indoors I could race indoors um, and so now, I could be are you this so, are you already like the asshole stepson that they just don't want to yeah, deal with? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I could earn earn a ride in a full-size midget okay. and this was like in in 62 and uh, and so, um, anyway, uh, I had to keep her working because uh, running indoors, I, uh, my car was uh, the famous Deuce, still around, by the way, uh, in a vintage car. The race is uh, um, a car that Bobby Marshman had driven before, you know, and on and on. And on. So, anyway, uh, I had a, a, a Triumph engine, 850 Triumph engine, running against Crosley. But... Um, uh, Indoor races, you didn't dare smoke. Mm -hmm. If you yeah, smoke, right. you got black flag, you were done for the evening. Okay. So every weekend for the two races I was doing, uh, you need a fresh set of heads mm -hmm. yep. uh, with nuke valve guides and all that sort of thing. So, uh, and on the way to to the to the track, we used to run Long Island, Teaneck, New Jersey, and so we used to stop at Bob's motor motorcycle shop in Clinton, New Jersey. We used to swap heads. Okay. Give me, and then I get to the track and I install the new heads and I'd right. be fresh. Well, that was costing a few bucks and I was using all of the end's paycheck <laughs> to oh, pay wow. for that. Okay. So, so patient woman. All of a sudden, you know, one day we're on the way down to the track and she's sobbing. She goes, <laughs> you know. I says, what's the matter? I says, oh, nothing, nothing. I says, uh, what's the matter? I quit my job. I says, oh. you did what? <laughs> you quit your job. I said, what the hell? How am I going to pay for those heads? <laughs> she says, I'm seven. She said, I'm seven and a half months pregnant. She said, I can't stand it anymore. She said, I'm, I said, how am I going to pay for those heads? <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> So she's a saint. Yeah, yeah. She, she, was, she was my meal ticket for those heads. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Kids okay. out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so find yourself a wife. 
that's uh, willing to pay for your racing. Yeah. I like that your first reaction is, what, what about what, my racing? What about my head? Yeah, it's yeah. an indoor race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was she okay with you asking her old man for, for sponsorship? Yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. All right. They liked you? It worked out. I like, well, no, it worked <laughs> out, but I'm noticing the pause. Good up. Yeah, I mean, his dad was her dad was a great guy, Earl. Um, and uh, actually, at the beginning, when I asked for the aunt's hand, he wasn't he wasn't all that thrilled because. Uh, well, you're like you know, what twenty, and you're this, this racing yeah. driver. That's yeah, yeah. It's all. I told the answer. What you're gonna do is, is with these Italians. What you're gonna do is, is the rest of your life, you're gonna be pregnant and bare and go barefooted. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how much confidence he had in me. But uh, we, uh, we became some great friends, and uh, he was a great guy. Yeah. Sure. But the deal I made to him. Here's the deal I made. I said, you guys, and his partner was Rudy Ashman. Okay. I says that. Uh, you buy the car, I said, every single penny that I earn, I said, from day one, you get the back. And I said, now, I may hold just maybe a small percentage and so forth because I, yeah. I was trying to work. And I said, that, and when we sell the car, you get all the proceeds. Sure. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. ROI. Yeah. And so <laughs> we started making money from day one for, for them, and they were, you know, it was happy, but... The end had to work too, right? Yeah, right. right. You know, the keep it going, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> it did. It did. Do you think you'd be the Mario Andretti you are now without your wife? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. What Probably not. I give her all the credit in the world. You know, um, to be honest with you, and I tell you what, what was something that I never realized. I do now as to what really worked. Uh, the end is one of those that, uh, you know, no nonsense. And it was never like uh, a winner race and all oh, the ticker tape parade, everything, and then you don't win, and then, you know, your chin is in your sock. Everything was even. Always bring it home. It, oh, yeah, good. But, you know, the same level, very level. She was a. Uh, um, much more mature than me, you know, <laughs> early on, for sure. So in all that, every driver seems to have a moment where they get a ride or they take a win and they realize, oh, this, I could actually legitimately have this career that I've always dreamed of having. This was obviously something you wanted to do from a very young age, but was there a specific moment where you're like, oh, okay, this is actually going to work out? i never forget, you know, what I heard from Chris Economaki at the time he was the the announcer at Hatfield. This was Labor Day, 63. Right. And then uh, then we had a full program at, at the Hatfield, plus there was a rain-out feature to be run and a clean house on all day. Nice. Well, on the cool-down lap at the Hatfield, I'll never forget the ring, and you know, the, what is, it says, uh, Mario, you just won the ticket to the big time today. You know, he just said something yeah, that yeah. stay with me. I said, you know what? That's what I needed, you know? And it was a huge yeah. moment for right. me, you know, at the time. But, but you know, 
I was getting ready to be pushed off for the third feature. And you know what the hell I was thinking about at the time? Dan Gurney, who had just gotten a ride with Ferrari. He uh, went from, you know, he used to drive for a Sierra, you know, in the sports cars. He, and he was a factory driver for Ferrari. I was thinking of him while I was... Like you're pissed off. In the midget. No, no. I was thinking, you know, like, what if, uh, well, what if type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and yeah, I was, yeah. That's where my mind was. Yeah. Yeah. That whole season, they only had one road race, uh, ARDC, and that was at Lime Rock. Okay. And um, um, and this one dude, uh, he uh, uh, he had uh, John Cooper build a rear engine car for yeah. Mark Donahue just for that race oh, wow. Oh, wow. with a two-speed gearbox. Yeah, high and low there. And uh, yeah. and and that was the race where I, I mean, I was looking forward to that so yeah, much. Yeah, this was gonna be yours. And uh, anyway, the last lap, I passed him and I won that race. You know, so. These are the moments, you know, I figure that's, yeah. you know, yeah, it just it. It's yeah. gives you that spark, that yeah. hope, yeah. you know, and that that's what I want to be. That's, yeah. you know, things are happening. Then just um, being at the right place at the right time to uh, finally get a ride in an IndyCar, you know. Uh, unfortunately, in those days, you almost had to wait for somebody to get hurt, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, which was the case with me, with me, with Dean Van Lines. But uh, guess uh, who had first dibs for the ride that I got. For your first IndyCar ride? Roger Penske. Oh, wow. heard of him. And he couldn't make the test. He couldn't make the test. Huh. And Indy, so, so they asked me to, right. to give it a try, and that was there it. And yeah. I was in. You know, with Roger, we talk about it. You know, at the time I said, hey, Roger, thanks. Yeah, he made your career. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does any name stand out as somebody that didn't make it that you always thought that guy gets my breaks or that opportunity and this one would be the next big thing but we never never hear much about you mean guys that um, um, obviously had a career cut short is that what you're talking or, about? or just didn't really ever get one going you know Ryan you know? and I in our 30s maybe have never heard of uh, and, and we're both big lovers of the sport you know like who is that sort of unknown name that just never got that you there. sort of were in the local circuit with that just never kind of blew up or maybe somebody that did perish yeah. unfortunately you know yeah i don't have i i think um i think there are guys that uh, to me um i thought would have uh, like uh, my buddy jimmy mcguire in a sprint car uh who lost his arm i mean room together i mean uh, in the same heat that i was in you know in, in new bremen uh, here was a guy who was so dynamic that I thought, you know, he could have gone yeah. a long way, yeah. even though, you know, he survived it and everything, but, uh, um, okay, he lost his right arm, you know, yeah. and, uh, um, and he, uh, so individuals like that, and, and for the rest of them, um, many that uh, uh, lost their life, uh, like um, my best buddy was uh, Billy Foster, uh, he and I were like brothers, and uh, and I felt that um, he was, had very versatile individual. You know, he had driven modified, he had done all of that, and then um, you know here he um, used to belly ache to me because you see you're driving sprint cars, you dump some jerk. He says you know you're too too dangerous. He dies in the stock car yeah. at Riverside. Yeah, you know they they had uh, you know just before the disc brakes. 
the left drum blew mm -hmm. up, it got into turn nine, mm -hmm. you know, and it just whammed the wall. And I was just, and I was just the next guy to go out there and qualify oh, after God. him, you know, you know things like that. But here's a guy that, in the prime, you know, where he could definitely would have been a champion, you know. So yeah. um, there were several like that. I mean, uh, sure. it's um, in those days. I mean, we used to lose four to six guys a year. You know, going to a drivers' meeting at the beginning of the season was like going to war right. you know you look around and say I wonder who's not going to be here at the end of the season I mean it was uh, uh, that was the reality of yeah. it all I mean uh, was in 64 we lost in two races we lost four guys Jeez. in Reading we lost uh, John Larson Red Regal same night <laughs> and the last race of the season in uh, California in Gardena my teammate Dick Atkins and Don Branson were killed in a heat race um, here are two races, four guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, um, um, and, you know, I always said, like, sometimes we talk with AJ and so forth, you know, how fortunate we've been, you know, to really be able to pull through and, and, and have a long career, yeah. you know. Um, uh, that's the blessing that I see today with uh, guys today that have the best chance ever, you know, to retire on their own terms yeah. where... In the 60s, 70s, even part of the 80s, you only had a maybe f at best 50% chance. Yeah. At best, you know. So things have changed for the better in that regard, for sure. You know, the sport has really evolved and became responsible. Right. You know, um, I mean, the safety aspect had to be dealt with very vigorously. And finally, you know, the sanctioning bodies have taken the the bull by the horn there and um, and because that had to be I remember when we even in Formula One we uh, uh, when we organized you know to try to uh, improve the, the circus safety and, and the cars um, the cars especially all the features safety features have to be mandated because right. yeah. almost every safety feature is a performance penalty whether it's aero right, right. weight so it has to be mandated. Mm -hmm. So the reasoning was always, you know, guys, we're smarter every year. We're making the cars go faster, whatever. Why can't we use a lot of that knowledge to make them safer? Yeah. You know, and at one point, you know, uh, like even I remember in the 60s, I would be asking for some padding, this and that, look at me like, you know, what, some kind of a pants, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, you're not a real race driver, you know. You're and afraid. And that's a legitimate thing you're you have afraid to, to censor yourself on, correct? I mean, Jackie Stewart had the same problems. Like, you literally have to worry about your reputation within the paddock if you're going to be outspoken. Yeah. 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 Yes. Safety was uh, was something like, you know, if you're going to worry about that, you know, you're in the wrong business. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Craig Hampson, Ernest, if you will. <laughs> He was telling us a story about going up to the lake, maybe, where you guys have four-wheelers. and Yeah, yeah. And he said he tried following her on uh, your daughter, Barbie, mm -hmm. on a, uh, I think she was on a dirt bike or something. And he said, watching it, she might have been the greatest Andretti to ever turn an <laughs> engine on and run it. Because he couldn't believe what he was saying. She takes nothing, no crap yeah. from anybody. Right. And <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, great. She, uh, she reminds me of my mother. Okay. Very spunky, you know. Um kind of a thing uh, I tell you you know my mom um, like uh, she, she gets stopped by a cop you know mm -hmm. like, but a block away from her house she 
blows through a stop sign, you know, and the young gendarme just pulls her over. Right, and, right. And she says, what's the matter? And he says, uh, uh, lady, you just went through the stop sign there. She said, what do you want me to do? Have lunch there? <laughs> 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 you know, so the chief of police says, oh, your mother just you know, really gave it to one of our young right, right, recruits. Right. <laughs> you know, so, but the Barbie reminds you of the same yeah. thing. She's got that spunk. And, and yeah, she, uh, she uh, and today, if you watch her, like, um, you know, the... Uh, any of the wet bikes, jet skis, water skiing. I mean, she's a, a really a, a real devil. Real, right. Yeah. She's got it. Yeah, she's yeah. got it. <laughs> so then everyone knows your grandson, Marco. Yeah. They might not know your granddaughter, Marissa. She works for the family mm-hmm. business, too. And I met her a couple of years ago, at, I think at Fontana, and I was blown away that Marco's the big hero. He gets to be the race car driver. And she's running the hospitality center, and she was moving and shaking more than Michael was with guests in the whole nine yards. And I thought, that's interesting because here the brother gets to be the big-time race car driver, and she's not sitting at home being pampered. She was actually hustling, <laughs> which seems to be kind of the Andretti way. You guys are always working it. You know, you're always promoting. You're always well, building she, the family. Yeah, she likes it. She's uh, quite honestly, I mean, not just because she's my granddaughter, but uh, she's a real asset to Michael and he right. knows I, I don't know if, if he even appreciates how good she really is mm-hmm. for him uh, because uh, I hear it from the sponsors you right. know from people that uh, obviously are her responsibility and the one thing that I always seen from her is never it's not a problem it's not whatever it is we'll get it done yeah. I just love that attitude right. can do yeah um when we sat down with Robin Miller a couple weeks ago, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for you, um, but uh, we sat down with Robin, a, what, a week ago? Yeah. And um, He's a hoot. <laughs> Indeed. He, oh, yeah. He said things we didn't expect. Uh, but he said that even, to, like, even today, if somebody brings AJ a signed something that's got Mario's, indra- uh, Mario's signature first, that AJ will turn it down and be like, no. Yeah. So... How, how, I mean, going through the years, obviously uh, some guys are driven by hating the guys that they're out on track with, but how much of the AJ rivalry is, would you say is real versus sort of good for the show? Uh, I think I think it's good for the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything. I mean, uh, um, I mean, we had our, you know, our run-ins, no question about it. Right. Um, you know, uh, and even on his part, rightfully so, I suppose. Sure. But um, um, I always had greatest respect for him and I always consider my career you know that to have much more value because of individuals like him yeah, you know yeah. um, I mean let's face it I said a million times I mean uh, he was the yardstick he was five years my senior you know right. when I arrived and and uh, he was the guy to beat and uh, and quite honestly uh, if you won a race and he was second that was a premium race. Yeah, yeah, right. And I said it again. And to finish second to him was also a pretty damn good day. Yeah, right. You know, so it was that kind of a guy, you know, where you fit that mold, you know, with him and the answers and so forth, which um, uh, they were it. They were the show that you had, a, and the guys you had to deal with day in and day out. I mean, there are other drivers that have their day and mm-hmm. so forth, as you know, uh, but there's very few that you have to deal with every, every single yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're there like a thorn on your side. But right. uh, but that's it. That's what makes it, you know, the, the challenge that uh, that we all love. And 
and look forward to. Um, but, you know, AJ, for me, um, uh, there were so many things that um, uh, was uh, inspired me about him as far as uh, his versatility, uh, his willing to race all the time, yeah, to yeah. run. You know, we used to run midget, sprint, and then a champ car race that weekend. Right. You know, just uh, and he was doing it. I wanted to do it. You know, <laughs> right, so right. it was um, all of it to me was very healthy, and uh, um, I just love the guy, quite honestly, in in, in many ways, and. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, sometimes he likes to, you know, show off a little bit. <laughs> sure, right. I don't think he's, he loves me in any way, but uh, <laughs> but um, I have the greatest respect for him. Uh, sure. And um, and quite honest, I, I even offered to take him for a ride in a two-seater next year. <laughs> and, Indy, and, I, and I think he almost, I think he might accept it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. And I said, I'll tell you what. In the rain of cart. You're the master. I'll be the pupil. Right. Sure. Right. If you guys don't mic up for that whole thing, it's a <laughs> yeah. waste. It's a yeah. missed yeah. opportunity. <laughs> now he's a he's a got a reputation. We don't know him for being volatile. Was there an easy way to get him riled up? Was there like a button? You're like, oh, I'm gonna get him this time, and then you just hit it every time. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, there were you know like behind the scenes stuff. You know, to just uh, to get him riled up. Um, one time, uh, I don't know if you uh, heard of a guy, Billy Yeager. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Billy Yeager, you know, used to be a, a gopher, you know, right. great character, you know, who worked, uh, he worked for AJ once. And uh, so Billy Yeager used to always have these knockoff Rolexes, you know, like $100 Rolex, nice. so forth. And, um, and, and so, and AJ always wore a Rolex. And uh, so we're in the garage and I said, I said, Yeager, I said, uh, Give me one of your watches. <laughs> so, give me one of your watches, and um, and I told AJ, man, I said that's a fancy Rolex you got on there. Can I look at it? You know. So, so he gave it to me, and and I and I took the other one to knock off, and I took a hammer and I whacked, it, you know. <laughs> and then I, I said, you are you. <laughs> you know, and I run <laughs> so you know stuff like that you know used to get, get a rise out of him and then then he was madder as hell even worse when he found out exactly what well, I did, did. Right, you know, right. oh yeah because you got him, yeah. got him. <laughs> was there ever any uh, uh, great rental car stories of you and AJ like uh, no, it out? no those are the Bobby Unser stories oh okay well oh, we'll, we'll so, accept well, those as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we heard a great Bobby he, Unser impression from uh, Robin he, Miller you don't want to I don't want to hear that. I, I, mean, I beg to differ Bobby and I like he was uh, the guy was so crazy unpredictable yeah uh, we were in Hanford and um, California and uh, on the way back from the track, uh, I had this. He always so cheap, you know. I used to ride with me, you know, to be my rental car, right, you know, okay, type right. of thing. So <clears throat> we're going along, and somehow he always found a way to just create something. And uh, I'm coming off the freeway, and he blinds me with a newspaper. I think he's in the car too, and there was a curb in there, so I nailed the curb and blew the ref left front tire sure, yeah, yeah. so I'm going I said I'm not going to change that tire I said I'm going to keep going you know I keep going <laughs> this thing started catching fire <laughs> so I pulled over and what does he do I mean he gets on top of the car it's my rental car yeah. it started you know like it's trying to get somebody to stop you know right, stuff right. like that so here's a guy Danny Jones used to be one of the Ford engineers okay 
Diamond, really nice guy, okay. you know, very proper. He stops by and says, oh, boy, he said, boys, you're having some problems. I said, uh, yeah, I said, man, I said, these new cars. I said, where's the spare tire? I don't even know where the spare tire is. <laughs> you know, I go, oh, I'll show you, you know. So as soon as he goes in, in the trunk and I, his car kept, was running, we got in his car and took off. <laughs> <laughs> so the poor guy was left there. So you're always you know, picking on the nerd. Talk. Always <laughs> but, picking on the nerd. But the next day, I had to get back at Bobby. Next day, uh, you know, you, you draw for qualifying. And uh, so I, I had an earlier number, so I qualified before he did. And um, so he was waiting in line. I don't know if he was about five, six cars uh, behind me. So I went and, um, and, and uh, asked the guy from the loud system, I said, uh, I said uh, there's an emergency call for Bobby Unser. <laughs> I said, in that booth, you know, it was, a, it was a booth maybe about 50, 40, 50 feet away. Right, right. I, says, uh, I said, call him, tell him to go to that booth. And the guy said, okay. So I called him, Bobby goes over there, and I, and I had a roll of tape, and I taped him. <laughs> in? Said, in yeah. Booth? yeah. So he missed his turn. <laughs> missed his turn. Qualified. <laughs> so he, he lost the lap. He only got one lap instead <laughs> right, of two. Right, he right. qualified. Can you imagine doing that today? Oh, you know? no. No, no, I can't. To get fined or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Who was the biggest prankster back in that era? Oh, uh, that was him. Yeah, I mean, for he, sure. He was, one of, he was one of those that, uh, uh, and the thing about it, you know, once you pull one on him, mm -hmm. then, uh, then mm -hmm. you had a, you know. It's coming back. It mm -hmm. comes back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were in Atlanta, and um, in those days, uh, you know, we still, we ran Atlanta, you know, back in the 60s. Yeah. And, uh, in, any, in any car. In any cars, yeah. Right. yeah. Wow. And, it's like the 300? Yeah, we staying at the air, yeah, stayed at the air host, uh, you know, by the, by the airport. And anyway, um, you know, by the pool. But in those days, you know, you go out to dinner, you had to have a sport coat on and yeah, everything. Sure, you know? yeah. So, um, and Bobby answer, Bobby and I were rooming together because okay. he was so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. Yeah, so, and... Uh, so he's by the pool then and I had to do an appearance somewhere. So um, I'm walk, walking by the pool and the guy's, you know, and he says, oh, where are you going? Who's in there? So he pushes me in. Nice. You know? In your jacket. Sport coat so, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I didn't say anything. Get out. I went in the room and he had one of these uh, old uh, suitcases, you know, like it was 100 years old and right. so yeah. forth. And, and I put all this stuff in the suitcase. I went out. And he said, oh, no, no. <laughs> and I went right in the pool with it, and I opened it. <laughs> and he had, he had one suit that he owned, you know, was in it, right. you know, stuff yeah, like that. Done. And, you know, stuff, stupid things right. like that. Yeah, right. is, I mean, yeah. it's a time loss. Uh, um, when you're doing the NASCAR stuff, so now you, you There was another one in Italy, do, but please, I can't. Keep, I can't, coming, I can't keep them coming. I'll keep them coming. I'll tell you that later. <laughs> you can tell it now. Mm -mm. Right. <laughs> no, somebody died. Another glass. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to do the NASCAR stuff, you know, and end up doing very well at that. Who was the guy there that you suddenly find yourself up against as as a rival? Well, there you had, you know, several. To me, it was uh, uh, David Pearson. Yeah. You know, there was um, uh, Bobby Allison was really coming on. And, of course, Richard, you know, was the guy. Uh, my teammate at the time, Freddie Lorenzen. You know, I was the golden boy yeah. of NASCAR. Um, you know, the usual suspects, you know, they, they were a lot of strong, yeah. uh, you know, drivers there that, uh, 
you know, they were all icons in their own right, you know, and uh, when I look at the roster, you know, actually the race that I won in 67, you know, there were uh, 62 cars, I think, and there were, I think there were five or six IndyCar drivers. Right. You know, and in a Charlotte. In his Formula Island, wow. race. It was in the wow. race. That's awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. the mix? Right, right. You now, know, and um, so. Or yeah, it'd be like Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, yeah, it was just well, amazing, you know. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but again, you know, it uh, was really interesting times, yeah. you know, to, to say the least. Um, and, uh, but again, you know, the competition was fierce, was strong, and uh, as, as you could imagine, even more so than even today, I would suspect. Uh, Mainly because it was a different today. It's flat, you know. You're yeah. flat, you know. Yeah. The car a lot of downforce there. Right. We up in the bank, you still were sliding yeah. and stuff. We didn't have much downforce yeah. at all, you know. Very small spoilers. So at the time when you're doing all this stuff, who partied the hardest? The USAC guys, the IndyCar guys, or the stock car guys? The stock car guys. Well, I I knew the uh, I knew the IndyCars car guys more so right. you know it was much more camaraderie sure, there sure. Right. because it was week in and week out mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, you always hear the stories about the stock car I mean there were no saints either <laughs> no right? way I mean, right. you know it was uh, interesting dudes all of them you know it's uh, again as you know it's just that it's still it's a, like a small family right. Right. it's big but it's a small family you know yeah. we all there's always camaraderie among us mm -hmm. and uh, I always felt to be honest you very much at home no matter where and there was never any uh animosity in that sense sure, that sure. you really felt you right. know among drivers as long as you you know you earn your respect uh formula one was the same right really you no know, quite honestly uh, it was a little bit uh, uh awkward at the beginning because uh especially the um you know american drivers uh, uh they were not rated you mm -hmm. know yeah. very much especially coming from ovals and whatever and so, you, you know, in their mind, you had a, there was a stigma against you, like, uh, oh, you wind till it rains. Right. Yeah. Well, that's really when I wanted to, you know, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you yeah. get your back up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, quite honestly, some of what served me well was the dirt races, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as close to, uh, to, to driving in the wet is on the dirt yeah. because yeah. every lap, Conditions change, lap, sure. and and you have to you know go out there and adapt to it and all that. So you yeah. learn all that, yeah. right. and so I never felt out of place on any of the you know, wet races, right. you know, because of that. Yeah. Did you ever party with James Hunt? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but Anything not you can talk did, about? did not did not. Uh, I mean, I was offered a few things, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> that that's when we started realizing actually even with Lauda, you know, so. This thing cannot go on, you know, yeah. and uh, and that's when Nicky was very instrumental in making him retire. Right, right. Because, uh, um, you know, it was getting to the point that I think um, it could have been hazardous. Sure, sure. You know, and for his own good, yeah. I think um, uh, he retired. Yeah. So legends of James Hunt are absolutely true. I guess pretty much yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, yeah. he was a <laughs> good dude. I mean, he was yeah. really fun. So fun sure. guy and a hell yeah. of a race driver. Yeah. I mean, uh, can never, ever take that away from right. him. I mean, uh, colorful as could be, you know, and uh, and committed. When he was in a race car, he was a race yeah. driver. No question about it. Right, but maybe his night before lifestyle wasn't in agreement with you. There were uh, th there was a couple of instances where I I, uh, I was aware of what was going on and, and I didn't like it. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, well, he's out there with you, right? 
It's your well, safety yeah, we, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. one of the movies I love as a kid, which I was gonna, I'm gonna be like the only kid that knew this movie was The Speed Merchants. Yeah. When you guys were all racing prototypes and got followed around Europe by a camera crew, and it was a very small made. Yeah. I have it on VHS. This was a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Alpha. And, yeah. yeah. And I think I did a voiceover of that. Didn't yeah, I? yeah, yeah. You're featured in it a few few times. Um, when you came over to do the sports car stuff, how aware of the the regulars were you in that kind of world? Like, did you know the Brian Redmonds or the, you, you know, the Vic Elfords, or were you just kind of uh, like, eh? No, I used to follow that. Right. Religiously. So you knew what I you knew. were going oh, for. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, um, I, uh, I really wanted to get into that scene because uh, um, in 65, when uh, I met Colin Chapman, yeah. you know, he was an indie and uh, Jim Clark and Jim Clark win and, you know, I'm, I'm third. So uh, they took notice and I was able to, you know, to talk with them and, yeah. uh, and express myself. And, and the last words that I said to, uh, to Colin after the banquet at Indy, I said, Colin, someday I'd like to do Formula One. And he said, Mario, he says, uh, when you feel you're ready, call me. Yeah. And I'll have you in the car. And so that's when I said, man, and I lobby like crazy to get, you know, your sack yeah. to, you know, doing, uh, you know, road races and so forth. And uh, I mean, the first road race USAC did at Raceway Park, I won, you know, the only road race they had in 65, you know, and then they went on more and more. But I loved that because it was a lot of us between Dan Gurney and myself, yeah, you yeah. know, as far as that. And, but I needed, Experience, road racing experience. So uh, here, uh, here comes the Ford Le Mans program, yep. which was golden. Yeah. All the testing. I mean, they were committed. I mean, they were there to to, to win this thing, and and um, they left no stone unturned. I mean, the the uh, the testing that we used to do, we used to you know, simulate 24-hour races, yeah. this and that. And uh, I made it clear. I said, uh, uh, I wanted. I'll be at every test. If you want me, uh, and not all the drivers, you know, really wanted to do all the sure. testing. And, um, and that's when I befriended um, um, Bruce McLaren, for instance. Uh, and, and I knew he was a very technical driver. And, uh, and I used to, uh, whenever I modeled the car, I used to just run at the hairpins, you know, watch him rotate the car and everything. And that's how I, I tried to, you know, and then we talk, we go to dinner at night, you know, we just talk about everything. Um, tried to learn as much as I could and in um, 68 uh, before two races of uh, the season Formula 1 season um, I called Colin and said I'd like to do Italy and uh, and uh, Watkins Glen right in a time you, know? you could do that yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. could enter the third car yeah right yeah. and um, so we're in Italy and uh, I tested the car and, and I felt I mean so good and because up to then uh, there was basically the Indy cars, you know, the USAC cars uh, that uh, were a bit clumsy, you know, mm -hmm. brakes were not sure. so good, heavier, and blah, blah, blah. And in the Formula One car, it was, I'm telling you what, it was just right. Yeah. It was just that. And in Monza, I just, you know, um, so we um, actually, we set a, um, set a time I was quicker than uh, Chris Amon was in a Ferrari yeah. uh, two weeks before. So, but there was a glitch there. I had to uh, come back. I had to. I had 
come back Saturday to run the Hoosier 100 on a dirt track in Indianapolis <laughs> and go back for the race on right, Sunday because right. I was up for the championship, sure. you know, in 68. And uh, so in that day before the chicane, uh, you needed some slipstreaming, you know, to really put a lap time. So right. I got Bobby Answer a ride in a BRM. I heard the story. Yeah, and um, so we did that. So I could only run, you know, in those days, every single lap that you did Friday and Saturday counted for, you know, the quickest lap could be the first lap on Friday. Right, yeah. And it could be a quickest lap could be pole, you yeah. know what I mean? So um, anyway, uh, and we, uh, I was in good shape, you know, when, when I left, actually I was quickest, but, you know, I was still early. Yes. But we caught uh, the two o'clock flight Friday afternoon to uh, New York yeah. and so on and so forth. And uh, and so we ran, right, but I had an understanding with Count Lurani, which is uh, this like Akas uh, of Italy, yeah. okay. uh, and Galupi, who's the promoter, that uh, there was a 24 hour rule that they have to obviously, uh, we had a deal with, they yeah. had to waive. Right, right. And they, they agreed to waive it. And um, so anyway, uh, the next day we arrived there and uh, all of a sudden, our cars are on a grid, but uh, there's a protest. <laughs> and the protest was, uh, I, I, Colin Chapman, you know, didn't speak a word of Italian, but sure. it was, I think Ferrari protested. Yeah. yeah. And somehow they would not let us start. And uh, we didn't start. That's why my debut was at uh, Watkins Glen. Right. The following race was my first. Wow, first yeah. Formula One experience. Bobby answered tell that story at the Road Racer Drivers Club dinner, I think two years ago, about mm -hmm. how you guys were flying back on these planes and going back and forth and everything. Yeah. And but I gotta yeah. tell you something in between later. <laughs> there's a lot of later. That's what this during, is. During this during <laughs> You've been part of a lot of kind of rollout programs of fundamentally crazy cars, turbines, full ground effects, yeah. the whole thing. Is there one that stood out that you either heard the principle behind it or looked at it and went, that's a dumb idea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Go turbine ahead. was one thing. Yeah. As far as uh, uh, I I just I never thought it would have the future. Even uh, sure. then they tried to. Uh, in terms of the power, in terms of just the, it was just overall, the conceptually. I yeah. mean, conceptually, I mean, it had an advantage when they when it first came out because uh, there was no regulation for a turbine. So, I mean, here, uh, kudos to Andy Granatelli yeah. to bringing it on. And uh, the thing, uh, obviously there was no restriction on, on right. annual, so they had the full power, top power yeah. for Indianapolis, for instance. And the consumption, they would start the race with 35 gallons of fuel where we had 70. <coughs> okay, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah for sure. It was a ridiculous yeah. advantage. Yeah. So there, you know, they made their mark, but they, they never won because of the obvious. Right, you know, right, they, right. They, they failed but yeah. mechanically. But, and, but once that was regulated, you know, to some sort of parity, sure. then they yeah, had a distinct disadvantage. Yeah. And the other part, they tried to uh, run on, in fact, I ran at Riverside. Right. You know, and I, I crashed with the name thing. You know, yeah, that'd be a monster there. Yeah, sure. but the thing was like no brakes. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, and so it, it, that that was you know uh, one. And the other one to me was the four-wheel drive Formula One car, which I oh sure yeah yeah I, I was part, part of, of as yeah. well. And um, the there was no advantage anywhere that I could see, mainly because we had such tire right. uh, print. 
Right. You know, in the back. And this is in the era of these that, huge, thick rear tires. Yeah. And the, we yeah, had 18-inch yeah. tires. <laughs> in the back. We, a little different. Uh, yeah, we yeah, had yeah. no problem with traction. Yeah. So, you know, to have the front, first of all, there was so much loss of power through right. the drive train, through, number sure. one. That was yeah. a penalty in itself. Yeah. And, um, and so, but, you know, uh, you got to give Colin credit though for, for trying you it. know trying yeah. yeah he was just the maverick right you know he was and now and then when he'd get it right he'd get it right you right. know and lucky was the driver that was at the time was like there, sure. I was one of them you know at the right time and um, but um, you know interesting times however you know that's when you had all these innovations yeah, when you, you know, could do and, that sure and um, uh, interesting in every from every standpoint from the technical side right of course do you kind of miss that at all when you could show up with a, a turbine engine and a four-wheel drive and that was just how I, it was i i said that yeah, yeah. i mean it's uh it, to me uh it's definitely part of it part of what keeps you motivated right you know uh you never have there's no opportunity to get bored in any way or blase yeah, yeah you know? exactly okay, it wasn't like it's not the same car every year the sure. same car and yeah. everything you know what i mean so it, it's a totally different way of looking at it Right. And uh, and uh, as I said again and again and again that I'm so fortunate that I lived you know in my career I lived in that period right. of time where um, every time you know every year I had a new car to look forward to right right to the yeah, time when I retired awesome sure that's cool was was Colin Chapman sort of the one designer you enjoyed the most working with he was phenomenal yeah. he was phenomenal you know what I what I loved about him uh, among other things is that um, you like to see emotion yeah. in somebody. Yeah. And and when like when you did something like you come in like you got pole or something, I mean he, he was, was so beaming, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 he right. liked that. Yeah. I mean it's it's yeah. all part of it, you yeah. know. Right. And uh, he, he would demonstrate that. Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, you know, if uh, uh, you win in the race, you know, you're coming down to the flag, you he throw his hat up in yeah, the air right. and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, things like yeah, that. Yeah. It was a neat guy and he was all, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He, he loved to win. He just loved to win, yeah. you know, and um, and so did we. But but it's nice to demonstrate that emotion, you know. You never forget that, right. you know, you, f you, you never forget that. that. That kind of genius, you call him a maverick, was how was he with feedback that was maybe negative? Well, he had, the only thing that he resented was uh, uh, technical suggestions from drivers. Uh, <laughs> oh, some things never change. Okay. Terribly, uh, and uh, and I was one of those idiots that uh, obviously, uh, you know, he had my own ideas and <laughs> and, uh, and and talk about. I mean, I was right, quite honestly. Uh, Typical in, driver, in right? Sure, of course. Because yeah. uh, here's the here's the ground effects, for instance. And ground effects, obviously, um, you got downforce and you have to support the downforce. Yeah. You know, you have to go stiffer springs and whatever. But with stiffer springs, all of a sudden, uh, you're really exercising your tub. I mean, right. uh, and you have to have a stiffer tub. Yeah. And he would resist that. You know, he, uh, actually, the, the, the tubs that we had had, you know, like this kind of uh, indentation. It's like you know, scalloped out. Scalloped yeah, out, yeah. you know. And the thing used to be so flexible, and I, the more downforce, like, you know, that's why when we got the, uh, in 79 and 80, I said, Colin, I said, uh, your cars are like a beautifully dressed lady that has cancer. 
inside <laughs> about it. And obviously, he didn't take that very kindly. And I said, I said, because, I said, I said, I go out there like, I, you know, I'm testing Miss Netherton. And, uh, and I said, we got to go. We got to go much different springs. We got to. And so we go stiffer. The car was good for two, three laps. And then every time like I hit a curb, I would have crossway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I could not. I mean, there's no way that I could uh, convince him of right. that. Right. And finally then, before the British GP, he put a, 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 a collar around the cockpit. Okay. You know, which helped. But then all of a sudden the spring purchase you know, started sure. popping that rivets. Yeah. Okay. So it was yeah, all, yeah, yeah. so the car that just needed, you know, to be designed differently, right. the, the the tub and all this pickup points and everything. And, uh, but by then he lost interest in that part. He was on the next, thing, next yeah. design, <laughs> you know, so, but that was Colin, like I said, uh, um, you had to try to understand him, you know, and, uh, uh, Again, you know, you look at his career, it was peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, the peaks meant world championships, peaks, peaks, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, the luckiest guy in the world, you know, to have uh, had the opportunity to be there at the right time right. with him. And he gave me the first chance, yeah, first opportunity. And it's so know? cool that he said, you said, hey, I want to do these two races. He said, okay, let's, let's make it happen. He was right on. Yeah, he yeah. was right on, yeah. yeah. He so gave me that hope, you know. Right, right. Uh, I I mean I came away I was I was flying I was on cloud nine when he said that. yeah yeah because he's the guy yeah right yeah so we do a pass along question on the show everybody does one for the next guest we had dinner with Brian Till former IndyCar driver and current yeah. NBC Sports commentator, commentator and, reporter yeah. you name it and his first question which he never sent us the photo but we'll get it and we'll post it up yeah. on on our website but uh, have you ever been mistaken for Brian Till. Uh, yesterday, no. <laughs> <laughs> he told a story about how he was in a restaurant, and a lady came up and said, hey, you're Mario Andretti, right? And he was like, oh, good, no, no, no. So then they put it on NBC Sports, your your picture with his name. With his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so his question for you was, do you think that the mind and soul of the race car driver has changed since the race car has changed? Reliability and technology are so apparent and helpful now. Is the basic buildup of a driver the same, or has it evolved as well? I, I think uh, the makeup of the driver is the same. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. Um, I quite honestly, um, you know, I get this all the time. You know, like, uh, oh yeah, you know, uh, drivers of the past were gladiators and all that. And you know, uh, I'm looking at the, at the really uh, at the core of what it takes to be a race driver. A race driver's job is to extract 100% out of what that piece of equipment has. Right. And uh, the fact that you have more tools to work with means that you're gonna have to go faster. Mm-hmm. So uh, nothing changes. And I'll say clearly that today's champions would have been champions in the past and vice versa. Right. Uh, so uh, as far as you know um, what it takes to be successful in whatever. I mean, you can never replace desire, you know, and uh, commitment. Uh, I mean, burning desire, yeah. mindset, 
I'll give you an example. You know, there are times where you know, geez, I mean, I'm going to have a tough time today. Yeah. But if you go in there and says, you know, I, I mean, that's it, I'm done. You're done. Yep. But you go in there and say, you know, I can still win this mm -hmm. doggone thing. And Lord and behold, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Go to have that mindset. Right, right. You know, and uh, without that, you're just behind the eight ball. You know, so uh, as much as things change, they remain the same yeah. at the core of things. Right. You got guys, yes, you know, they look at us, you know, like I can see that, you know, even, even you know, in Michael's team and so forth, you know, get these engineers and so forth, you know, they got their laptop, they have so much knowledge, it's all theoretical. Yeah. And a lot of the practical knowledge is missing. You know, like hands-on. Some of these engineers don't even know the color of the car, for right. that matter. Right. You know what I mean? It's all, they give orders, you know, and hope everything is followed. Mm -hmm. The real engineer, you know what? The guys that read the best guys are practical, too. Yes. You know, take Ernest, for instance. <laughs> Craig Hampson. Craig Hampson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'll go out there, he'll not only give orders, he'll make sure, not to take anything away from them, but there's always something somewhere, you know, they can miss, yeah. you know, construe something. And if the car doesn't do what you hope it would do, then it confuses you. So there's a lot, of, especially today, with the cars being so close, I would be on it. I mean, every time that came, when they string the car, when they weigh the car, when they do everything, as an engineer, should be right there, yeah. making sure that every thousandth is exactly the way you expect it. And I guarantee you that you would find some flaws here and there. Sure. And, uh, and so there's a lot of things, as I say, that, that they, they won't believe, you know, this is my belief, but it's all he doesn't know, you know, what the hell, you know, that's right. the way. You know, as I said, as long as much as things change, they remain the same as the foundation. The yeah. foundation is the same. So tomorrow we're having lunch with Parker Kligerman, who is a uh, NASCAR Truck Series driver. He's raced uh, Xfinity Truck Series, you name it. Was a Penske development driver for a long time. He has recently made the transition over to commentary as well yeah. as continuing to race. Sure, Any question you would ever have for, Mark, uh, for uh, Parker Kligerman? Ask him if he likes dogs. That is amazing. Good job. <laughs> I love that dogs. That's awesome. What, so what's it? You have dogs now? Yeah. How many? How many? Uh, no, just this one. We okay. have, actually, we're, we're sharing. We have a pug. Okay. I mean, the, the, the most, I mean, a little body which brings light in every room. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 100%. it's amazing. You know what the little thing like that yeah. mm -hmm. can do for your disposition. Right, yeah. right. I just love, love <laughs> dogs. You know, I've had dogs. I've had you know Great Danes, and yeah. you know we had you know different types. And lately, we just had we had pugs. You know, which is I just fell in love with that breed. Um, but um, yeah, ask him if he likes dogs. Done. Yeah. yeah. If um. there was a pug-themed hotel, would you go to it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 100%. No idea what you just said, His but look, you just justified my The existence. look was the best, too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would absolutely go to Pug. 100%. Good man. Um, one of my things that I've always, I mean, I've always said, if I ever got to talk to Mario, I'd ask him about this. 2003, Tony Kanaan breaks his arm getting, you know, before the Indy 500. They ask you to help shake his car down and possibly qualify for the 500. So you go to the Speedway. You hop in the 7-Eleven Dallara. You go out there and you ran like 80 laps that day 
And you were fast, if I recall correctly. Like the biggest thing I took away from the whole story is that you hop back in in your 60s, and like right away you're running 218. At the end of the day, you're running 225. And then Kenny Brack has a big crash, debris everywhere. You come around the corner, hit the debris, and you flip end over end into the sky, like as high as the top of the grandstand. Where were you running when that happened? Because I can't find it anywhere. Like I thought you were like sixth on the board for the day. Well, um, I was sixth, but I was quickest by myself. Yeah. And uh, and after that point, I just wanted to get the car, you know, to that point. Right. And at the end of the day, I said, now, you know, I'm going to try to get a good tow, yeah. you know, to put a number up there. And that's why I was uh, I was a perfect distance from him because, you know, I was getting sucked up, sucked up, and right. then, you know, hopefully, you know, I get. And that's when he he blew the engine right. going into turn one. But um, uh, today they have a quick. Uh, uh, yellow light in the cockpit, you right, know. Right. But I had no, there was no warning. They had no warning, mm-hmm. you know, to go. So, uh, turn one is the most blind, the bl- blind corner at the speedway. Mm-hmm. And um, when I arrived, I mean, I mean, I was full tilt. Um, fact that telemetry two twenty two at the exit of turn one, and and he he um, uh, he crashed pretty quite bad and that's when the the first time that the safe wall was tested right yeah it was tested now on the safe wall uh you know to absorb the the energy you have these um uh like angle yeah it's got a little foam pieces in between pieces yeah well and and those have to be changed you know whenever you crash well they never fasten those so Uh, when this one flew out and lord and behold it was the thin part was facing me. Yeah, it was yeah. in the middle of the track. I mean, when I arrived there, I didn't have much, you know. To go. No time, I, he right. was out of the way. There was yeah. just a lot of crap all over. But yeah. uh, I hit this thing in the middle of the track, and, and it dislodged the car. I mean, yeah. it just. just a ramp. It yeah. was 84 Gs, Jesus. you know, to dislodge Holy it. Crap. You know, my, my heel, my heel was this big the next day. Right, oh, right, wow. right. You know, because of that. Yeah. Because it actually, it cracked the tub. That's how much force. Because it's 220 launch. miles, you got yeah. so much downforce yeah. to dislodge it, and and I mean, uh, I figured, I mean, I thought it was an F-16, you know, because yeah, right. and I used to have a suite up there, suite 172. I figured, man, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna visit the suite now. <laughs> I, 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 know what, I didn't know what to make of it, right? You right. know, and um, but you know, luckily, you know, landed on its wheels, you know, thank God, right. and uh, and I was okay, you know, so. Um, but I, you know, uh, it was not my fault. And uh, if I needed to, a lot of guys say, oh, yeah, well, it was the end. No. I said, if I needed to to, to uh, still qualify the car, I would have qualified yeah. because I, yeah. I, I was fine. Right. Uh, I, I could have got in the car just uh, then. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Was not. And, uh, uh, but the, the way it was, he had a, a cracked wrist. Right. And uh, there was a chance that he would not be able to qualify but then uh, as time went on i guess he did yeah, yeah. you know so i was still the reserve <laughs> uh you know but uh i mean it, it was unfortunate i mean it's a brand new car too yeah. i felt bad for michael <laughs> you know? sorry kid how was how was the wife with all this well that's the quote right well, uh, yeah the <laughs> the end uh she she was in florida at the time we have a condo down in clearwater beach and um and so um and I called her 
on the way home, I said, oh, Deanna, I said, I don't know if you saw it. I said, you might see it. I said, but I'm okay. She said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, typical. You yeah. know, said, just <laughs> That's it, right? Nothing, right. No big deal. Yeah, the, 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 the word was that you come on the radio and go, don't tell my wife I didn't tell her I was going to drive today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was on everything. It was on <laughs> national news. I know. Um, uh, if you're listening, go to YouTube. If you didn't yeah, remember was, that one, it's yeah, on Yeah, YouTube. she always said, yeah. when are you going to grow up? Type of <laughs> not not <anytime laughs> soon. Do you mind doing something weird? <laughs> so, okay, so Marco is known to be friends with Ludacris, who's, of course, a fairly famous rapper. Um, are you aware of how many rap lyrics you are in? Uh, there were a couple of them. Some not, you know, not quite a few. very kind. Yeah, there was quite a few. Yeah, not, not many of them are repeatable on this show. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. A couple of them are not very uh, so we had we had Dario, because, of course, Dario has such a, silky smooth voice we had him recite some random rap lyrics for us <laughs> yeah. uh, as a narrator and he was excellent yeah. how would you feel about reciting some Mario Andretti rap lyrics uh, don't I, have to rap I, don't have to. I tell you what I, I'm the worst because you know what oh, you don't have to, I, you, I, no, I, can't, no. I can't speak fast oh, no, no, oh, just read it just read it Dario just read, read it like yeah. a normal oh, like, like you're a narrator like you're, like you're doing oh, speed merchants I'll read it yeah okay <laughs> so we'll start with House of Pain who has you so do you mind reading off some of these just, yeah. for, just for our own entertainment okay first, first House of Pain crack the bottle rev the throttle put the gear in now you're st- steering <laughs> Like, nah, oh yeah, now you're still like Mario Andretti, so <laughs> let me kick it, cause I can make it wicked. <laughs> Noise like a cricket, house of pain, top of the morning to ya. <laughs> See, good. typically, so I'm Andretti on a mo mo ludicrous, we speedy or infectious with a slow mo. <laughs> uh, yep. Heard good. me in the 80s. JB's on a promo or my never-ending quest to get the paper to the Cape <laughs> Tribe Called Quest Award Tour. Yep, that what was it. That, that was a Tribe Called Quest song <laughs> yeah. called Award Tour. Very good. Thank you. That was solid. We're good. I'm out the door. Oh, he's still All going. that I get is a run into the floor. Cause I'm ready. Could the cause like Marion ready uh, be yotch. What the hell is that at? <laughs> Cause I'm ready, nobody. That. Ice cubes, steady mobility. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, no, that's no, good. You you, okay. Yeah, we've we all just right. won an award yeah, right there. Uh, so you've you've driven with all of the greats, the Unser's, Foyt, you know, your own son, uh, Johnny Rutherford. Was he as good as you say he was? Oh, you bet. And my teammate, he was a real gunsman. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, gotcha. Do you have a? Uh, what's the common misconception that happens to you? Like uh, every now and then, people get mistaken for the wrong guy. Is that it, what happens to you? I suppose you know the misconception is always, uh, "I thought you were taller." <laughs> <laughs> you know, on television, you look like you were taller. Right. This happens a lot in sports car racing, I think, because it's still accessible. But we will get a guy that contact me and he's like hey i can find you sponsorship for the next big race and he's just trying to wheel and deal or like scam something does that does that happen did that happen to you in your career i'm sure it did right because you're does a big all the name. time do you still get it or are you protected <clears throat> enough by people that it's not no no we get it like because uh they uh they want to get next to michael okay 
you know, you got this dudes that come around and says, man, I said, I, I got a sponsor, man. I got 150 grand. I says, uh, don't talk to me until they start at least for a million and a half. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Those are the worst. Because, <laughs> right. like, you know, he'll raise 150 grand a month. Yeah. And then, I mean, you got to cater to them forever. Right, you know, those are right. the worst types of sponsors that you ever want to have in your car. <laughs> you know, so I get a kick out of those. You know, as soon as they come around, I said, oh, I just blow, blow them away immediately. You know, right. I just uh, don't talk to me until you got at least 10 times that. Right. I know you have to have, like, an amazing Paul Newman story, right? I mean, you two oh, together in a car yeah. could have gotten away with murder. You could have run every stop sign. Yeah, I mean, sped through every road. What a guy! I mean, what a guy! The um, there's so many things uh, that uh, a lot of people don't realize. Uh, you know, this man, he was sweet and anyway. I, I gotta tell you one, he uh, he was always game for anything. Yeah. You know, like he's up at the lake, and I got every. Uh, I'll show you. I got every watercraft <laughs> that you want to think of. Right. And I have one of these. Uh, part of it is. Uh, is um, a surfboard with an engine, okay. you know, and uh, so that was the toughest one, you know, to kind of deal with. But the, the bigger the challenge, you know, he went on a wet bike, he went all that. So uh, he's out there on his surfboard and he's having a hell of a time. Right. So it's it's getting close to to, to dinner time, and he's still out there jacking around. So uh, he he just went overboard over the bow. And uh, so I went out there in my sea do and I see him, man, he's got, his face is full of blood. Mm -hmm. You know, so when he went overboard, it just, just got nicked, you yeah, know, yeah. his forehead, you know, in the water, you know, it just magnifies things. So I said, hi, hi. I said, what are you doing? You know, it, it was itching to him, you know, and he was, <laughs> boy, he said, oh, nothing, no. So I noticed, I said, so, okay, I said, let's get back. I said, supper dinner time right, you know right. so the gals are waiting so we get out on the beach you know and i'm looking at it and uh i said paul i says that don't do a thing i says you're you got blood i mean you're all over i mean and uh i said it was on his shoulder right. and everything i said let's just go up there and you know the actor that he is <laughs> you know we got over and he's hanging on to me huh huh <gasps> so you know, really they, doing it up. The women just keeling over, just <laughs> passing out left and right. <laughs> and Joanne was going. Joanne was going. She wasn't buying right, it. Yeah, she knew no, better. She, she, she knew, knew better. But he, he, uh, he I had so many stories about the guy. I mean, what a neat, neat individual, yeah. you know, and a prankster like oh, you yeah. never saw. Oh, I mean, yeah. he just loved all those things and, and all the bets and stuff. We used to we used to bet all the time. And uh, he's not here to defend himself, but I used <laughs> to win all the bets. <laughs> and uh, but we'd bet like a Super Bowl, like uh, buck seventy nine or something. Right. And uh, sometimes like he pay me back in rubles, you know. <laughs> like, or one time I got to still have the check, um, you know, buck seventy nine, and he fedex the next day nine dollars to fedex and the right. next day you know type of thing <laughs> you know just crazy stuff like yeah, that yeah he was always a good guy great sense of humor yeah. you know uh, but he uh was w one you know for a lifetime you know the individual like yeah. that he was uh, i loved the man yeah you, you can't see how you could not you know right. uh, he was a real person, mm -hmm. you know, it really was. Yeah, his philanthropy. And he loved, he loved our sport, you yeah. know, in earnest. Yeah. He just 
totally loved our sport, you know, in, in every way. He understood. You know, I, I, I could tell you, um, it was um, in 88, um, Ford had a Mustang Cobra, you know, that they wanted to introduce against the Camaro. And um, so they wanted the, an outside opinion, you know, uh, and so they asked me to come to Atlanta to, uh, to test it and do a comparison. So I called Paul, you know, he knows Atlanta, you know. I said, Paul, how would you like to go down to Atlanta? Hot dog, he said, let's go, you know. So, <laughs> so we go down there, and uh, so we start running, and, um, and, and uh, the Ford test driver, you know, um, in, 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 in the Mustang, you know, was out, he had a set of time, you know, and I set a time, and, and Paul went out there and beat his time. So the guy, well, you know, he was put off. He went out there, he crashed the car. had <laughs> 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 to be beat Paul's time, you know. So, you know, uh, I mean, it was the guy, I mean. it's uh, awesome. He was the best. Yeah. You know. So we're not sh- uh, we're working on it because it depends on his schedule, but we might we with uh, Brian Redmond in, in two weeks. Uh, is there, we don't have to put it in the recording, but is there anything you can anonymously tell us about him that might catch him off guard? Well, uh, you know, Brian and I actually were real rivals in Formula 5000, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and uh, and the only thing he had on me was reliability. Okay. I was telling him I always blew his doors off. <laughs> <laughs> Stated Andretti. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was good. I think it was good. Did you discover Stagger? Just that's, a, that's just a, a nod. confident that's nod. That's a confident that yeah. was me. Yeah. All me. Damn right. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> well, it was tire testing. Right. Okay. You know, actually, uh, uh, I mean, I can't say I discovered it. I discovered it to run in uh, Indy cars on the big tracks because um, uh, we you know we used to run in midgets or sprint cars, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, and uh, and always straight up you know, and uh, Indy cars, and I was, you know, part of the testing, all the testing that was going on. So we're testing in Hanford, California, and they were, they were testing a, uh, we were testing a, a, a very different configuration of sidewall, tire, low profile, and so forth. And, uh, and so uh, Hanford was a mile and a half track, but the turn one used to be a mile. Okay. So turn one was a very tight, left-hander mm-hmm. you know and uh then it you know it opened up and so forth and that was the biggest part you know you always really understeer through there anyway i go out with this set of tires and um and the car was a bit loose but was really quick through turn one sure. and all i needed to do is just p- put some more crossway do something you know and uh and i went out there and um i come back in i said measure the rear tires so they measure rear tires in a circumference, and uh, the left rear was about this much smaller, right. but a tenth and a half smaller. And um, so I said, um, I put some weight on the car and so forth, you know. I, little, I said, uh, let's do a little adjusting with the with the pressure. Mm-hmm. So I brought it up to like two and a half tenths. Sure. And man, I started freaking flying. You're right, know? right. So and uh, so the guy said, "What are you doing?" I said, oh, "Nothing, you know." <laughs> so um, and Al Clark was one of the engineers, and you know the one thing that sh- 
strict policy that had that everything had to be revealed, you okay. know, on a test. And on this one, I said, look, on this one, you got to give me one race. It was coming up yeah. in uh, two weeks' time. I said, uh, and this race, he said, I'm going to do the stagger. And nobody will know. And uh, sure enough, I was, that's a race that uh, uh, Bobby, you know, just missed his qualifying. I whatever. Okay. But I was on pole anyway. <laughs> rub it in. Right, right. I was when on you pole. Taped him into a and uh, yes. and <laughs> Al, Al was next to me, you know, with the uh, Johnny Lightning car, yeah, which cool. was really yeah. a better car than, than, than mine. And uh, so Danny Ongayas um, mm. uh, had a big accident, you know, the first three laps. And, and by then I just, I was checked out. Yeah. And so I'm up, you know, the cars are out with red, red flag. And I see Parnelli, you know, was, uh, Parnelli and Valley were owners of uh, Al's car, oh, you right. know. And he was out there, he was eyeballing my car, you know. I said, what the hell? You know, he's looking. <laughs> I said, uh, you can look all you want. So you have no freaking idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know, so, so good. that's how. Then all of a sudden, then they started making mold, you know, the mold. Ah, uh, okay. Smaller. Yeah, the secret's right, out at this yeah. point. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, at least they gave you the one race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can look all you want. I used to, I used to use Stagger uh, in uh, Formula One. Mm-hmm. I used to bump, you know, especially, you know, when the tire was still cross-ply. Yeah. And obviously you could do whatever, you could do so much with it, uh, but air pressure. Right. But, uh, but first of all, I brought the guy, my own tire guy, over <laughs> to uh, to Europe, you know, which is Kenny Szymanski. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, we know the name. You know, Kenny. And, uh, and all I need is to, he didn't even... To know all I need is to tell him what I wanted, yeah, right. and he to pick the sets and all that, and he was doing that admirably because that's what he does. You know, strictly uh, still today, he was uh, he's actually Dixon's tire guy, right, right. You know, but uh, he's a good buddy, you know, for from from uh, from way back. Anyway, um, and uh, so we used to have a measure with this uh, tree tape, okay, you know, intense, you mm-hmm. know, it's got a hook and everything. And uh, so they always, all the mechanics over there, they watch them, you know, measure these tires and this tree tape. So uh, they said, where do you find it? These special tapes. And uh, so I said, Kenny, I said, tell them that I get them special made. So so he said, okay, so they said, can we buy one? I said, yeah, sure, I can get them made. You know, I go (laughs) to the... Hardwood store, you know, get one. So yep, we yep. we still sell them for two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so our guys, all of our, you know, our, those mechanics, you know, they used to put that aside for the year-end party, you right, know. Right, right. <laughs> they had right. a couple thousand pounds, right. you know. On <laughs> they used to cost me Ooh, nine bucks. <laughs> That was a treat tape story. Oh my God, nice. Awesome. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we can't thank you enough yeah, for I mean, all the time because we know you're <laughs> sought after individual. Yeah. Two podcasts you're in one You're free to day. hang out for two more hours. Yeah, we'll keep you on that if we could. So, um, well, yeah, thanks for all the time. And, uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for including me, guys. No, yeah, it's our pleasure. It. But unfortunately, I mean, you've given us just about three hours of time. 
And poor Dario has been waiting in the car this whole time. Yeah, we've got. So yeah, he's driving us. Yeah, so uh, Continental's got the check. Yeah, yeah, God knows. I'm finished. And this concludes having over three hours with Mario Andretti. He sat down with us for over three hours. Wow. Anyway, uh, Mario was not surprisingly a very popular guy among those of you who submitted guest suggestions. So uh, shout out to those of you who did that. Uh, Christopher Parachak, Gene Brian King, John Nottage, Mike DiCardo, Randy Brink, and Walt Preston. And I'm sure there's others that maybe we uh, somehow didn't get on our list. But thanks to everybody who submitted with or without Mario. Uh, we love knowing who you want to hear and, and always happy when we can fulfill it. So. Anyway, uh, we're going to get out of here and wrap out this amazing Mario Andretti episode with uh, another track by The Soul Jacket, who you can find on Spotify. This is a song called Green Cookies. Smile on 
Take a vow.